shown by Paul Potter, who just waited for Stone in the crane out to his left side and found the open net. Wheeler, high spot, shoots the turn to Flick, and they score! Zone, Austin Long carrying on his offhand. Here's that circle, cross, far side, they score! Austin Long, a backhanded sauce pass down. Ashton Connor, waiting for the one-time tapper. Getting one out in front, they score! Are you kidding me, Matt Miller? 25.1, left in the third, this game is tied! What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Thunderstruck, the podcast, the unofficial podcast of your Lincoln Stars. Uh, BA's here once again, as always, joined with Gene Cotter. Gene, how's it going? Good. How are you, BA? Ah, I can't complain. A uh, couple, couple of good hockey games this weekend. One big win on Friday night where the Stars just thumped Sioux Falls. That was a thumping, and they did it exactly the way they needed to. As we talked last week, I want to say Christmas came early to us a little bit because... Uh, I know that we're going to get some presents later this week. Hopefully, hopefully Santa does all sorts of good things for the stars coming up. But, you know, I think about, I don't know, I don't want to call them gifts because I think about Friday night and Saturday night, we had two goalies that got their first ever starts in the USHL. Actually, when I think about it, BA, we had all sorts of firsts across the board. Oh, yeah, definitely a bunch of firsts on, on this weekend. Uh, but, they, but Friday night in particular, we won the game exactly the way we needed to, to win the game. And what I mean by that is with a, Jackson Baker's been with the team all year, but I think he'd only been on the ice once, and that was in relief of, I don't remember if it was Whitey or if it was Caden. I think it was And Caden. that was an away game, too. And it was an away game, and he gets his first start under the, under the shining lights. I don't know what the official attendance was on Friday night, but I felt like it was one of the better crowds of the season. Uh, it says, it says uh, 1,400, so... Yeah, I, I guess I'm not going to doubt them, but that seemed like it was a little light because, as usual, great atmosphere, and it seemed like there were more people in the building than that. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned Jackson Baker getting his first start. He also got the first start of the game. So, And you know what? If you look back on that game, Sioux Falls had 12 shots in the first period and eight over the next two periods. So when I say that we won that game exactly the way we needed to win that game, that's what I'm saying is we we needed – we needed a big defensive effort in front of Jackson, and we held Sioux Falls to 20 total shots, one in the second period, seven in the third period. Uh, just an unbelievable defensive effort across the board, lots of blocks. We don't have block shot stats, but I just remember lots of block shots, uh, complete and total lack of shots on goal. Jackson, probably the one goal he gave up he wants back because uh, it came after just a magnificent save, but... He looked good. The, the boys looked good in front of him. And I believe seven goals that we scored was probably a season high, wasn't it? I believe so. Um, I'm not totally for sure about the season high, but it's definitely, it's definitely one of the higher ones up there this year. And as I said, a lot, a lot of firsts. I know that with seven goals, we could sit here and go through highlight goals for probably 25 minutes of, of listening to Cristiano, but... Since it's Christmas week, we'll give Cristiano the uh, replay voice off or the the replay week off too. What do you think? I I couldn't agree more. I I bet he would like to have his voice be rested for a while. So before we get into some of the first, some of the first that we did not experience, Dalton Norris kaboom, does it again? Power play goal, seven minutes into the into the first period. First power play goal of the night, by the way, from Daltz. First power play goal of the night from Daltz. The second one. Was, was more of a, it wasn't a kaboom, it wasn't his usual snipe from the dot, but it was just as effective. Two people had two goals that night. 
Uh, Daltz had had a pair, and Mason Marcellus had a pair. Mason had a pair in the first period, so he did. I think we were on double hat trick watch there for a while, and and they looked they looked fantastic. Marcellus with his fifth goal. Daltz ended up with his tenth goal. Thompson with a couple more. He ended, he's he's now got twenty three assists on the year. Twenty eight points, twenty three assists, five goals. Uh, they just it's just a different. You know, I always knew that Aiden was a great skater, but God, something about Friday night when they were when they were cycling the puck and just kind of playing, trying to I think limit the shots on goal that that they faced. He was just unbelievable with the puck on his blade and when he was skating, didn't you think? Oh, definitely. You can definitely tell that that Thompson line out there, they were, they were buzzing. He's, they're snapping that puck around. Um, it, Coach Rock mentioned a couple weeks ago on one of the postgame shows that when we were in the offensive zone, we just, you know, it was just kind of dumping in, put a lazy shot on that, and we're back playing defense again. Uh, this, on Friday night, we were in the, zone, in the zone for a long time, just snapping that puck around, making plays getting shots, getting those rebounds, and making more plays. I think that's the blueprint. When, you, when we get back from, from the holiday break and we jump right into a, an away game at Viero against Tri-City on New Year's Eve, followed the very next day by the first home game against the, the Lancers on, on our ice, I think that that is exact block shots, playing puck possession in your offensive zone, lots of – Back checking, four checking. I know that's all easy to say, but I think that that's exactly they. They looked like a motivated group on Friday night in particular. It was a hard nosed, gritty kind of game Friday night, and I mean, we did the stuff that was hard to do: get in front of the net, block shots. But it, it, we got rewarded for those efforts that we did. As we said, Daltz had a pair, Mace had a pair, uh, somebody else who had uh, Ant- Antonio Fernandez picked up his fourth goal of the season as well. And then you then you get into the laundry list of firsts. Uh, people, Keaton Peters. Knocked off his first goal. Got his first goal. Off. Joey Pierce finally, I mean, he's, he's played in every game, but he got his first assist. I mean, he's put tons and tons and tons of shots on net um, that the generally the goalies have floundered. I don't know how he's made it through however many games we've played at this point, 18 or... 28 or whatever like it is that. but how he's made it this long without picking up an assist because he's he's always putting pucks on net and and leaving pucks in the crease so yeah as many times as he's thrown that puck on net i'm surprised and you know when nobody's tapped in a rebound or even one of those pucks just kind of sneaking in yeah it's, it's he's just had bad puck luck there so kp gets his first goal off of joey's first assist about i don't know 45 seconds later dashel oliver picks up his first goal in the in the USHL, promptly was rewarded by taking a skate to the face, and that ended up with was I think ten brutal. or ten or so. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I I talked to Dash after after the game. I think he said ten stitches. So I didn't even know it was a skate. I thought he got a stick, and I was like, "How is the ref going to miss that call?" Yeah, he said he didn't even know that it happened. Yeah, and I don't know. I've I've have hockey skates. You've worn skates. They don't feel that sharp, but if they slice you, it's going to cut you pretty damn good. Yeah, I've often I've often heard that. There's like, an, I don't know if it's a trivia question, but somebody always someplace is asking a question about what piece of hockey equipment is it that's the most dangerous that, that the players don't really use? And people think, oh, they don't usually hit people with their sticks. Or no, it's their skates. It's absolutely their skates. There's a reason why you can't kick a goal in. I've, I've, had, uh, I've known players come home and they've like cut through their breezers and had big gashes in their legs. And I just don't know that people really understand. I didn't. 
No, for sure. No I was clue. like, my God, what happened there? Uh, Patrick Raftery dang near had his first goal as well. Yeah, he did. He ended up with a second assist on Dashiell's first goal. And then, you know, I know there was a, a lot of talk about this. Um, Christian Koshis was, he got cheap-shotted in the face early in the first period of that game. He had a big welt under, yeah, I believe did. it was his right eye after the game. Got cheap-shotted again with about five and a half minutes left to go in the game, somewhere under six minutes left to go in the game. 12.45. Was offering the opportunity for the person that had cheap shot on him, who my understanding is is a buddy of his, to say, look, if that's the way you're going to play against me, we're going to go. Um, guy wouldn't go, chickened out, jumped over the fence, and, and so Coach was like, hey, somebody, let's go. Refs promptly made him go to the locker room, so Joey Pierce said, well, all right, I'll, I got Coach's back. So Piercy jumped in, and next thing you know, the biggest guy on Sioux Falls team jumps over the boards. And so Piercy also, we saw him drop the gloves against Omaha a couple well, weeks ago. Well, he tried to drop the gloves against Omaha. Right. It didn't work the out so well. The linesman tackled him yeah. before it even happened. But this time, this time it absolutely happened. And, you know, he, he stood up and showed, showed that you're not going to mess with my teammates. So that's something we've, we've seen them kind of inching closer and closer to over the last several weeks, and especially with the goalies out and – you know, I continue to see a lot of growth in both wins and losses from this team. Yeah, I, I, I can see the boys definitely starting to starting to stick up for their, their fellow player, uh, their fellow teammate more often as we go along in the year. And I certainly don't for a second want to, want to say that uh, Bake's first win was, was a gimme because he had, he had some shining moments in that game too. Yeah, and uh, I want to bring it up. <laughs> It's bring your pet day today at the icebox. <laughs> I want to bring up, you got a text after that Joey Pierce fight, didn't you? Uh, I may have, I may have, well, yeah, I did actually. <laughs> I actually was sitting there in the box and I was like, oh, somebody's fighting. And I was like, oh my God, it's Joey. So I'm scrambling to get my phone out to, to take some video of it. And so, yeah, I may or may not have had somebody close to him text maybe even before the fight was over asking if he was okay. And oh, so, I, I was referring to his dad, you know, yeah, sliding, in, sliding and giving him, a, giving him a little chirp there. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go there, <laughs> but, you know, Joey and his dad might, might be uh, out going young blood in the garage or something at home over the weekend. I'll but. show you something, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think I'd want to mess with Piercy. No, and, he's a big boy. Well, and I, I don't uh, – I can probably pull up the particulars on Mr. Levin's from Sioux Falls. Let's see how easy that is to bring up here. Yeah, he's 6'2", 186, and, and Joey is – so he's got a couple inches. They probably weigh about the same, but but uh, Levin's has a couple inches on him. So fairly fairly evenly matched. I'm not sure either one of them got the better of the other. You know, hockey fights, generally, you just tuck your head behind your shoulder and you hit the other guy in the helmet. And yeah, whoever falls down first is a loser. Aiden, Aiden, my kid seems to think that the guy who ends up on top when you get to the ice is the winner. And so by if that's if that's the measuring stick, then Joey's one. Yeah, Joey's one. Yep. He's one to know in the in his USHL fights. So nice job, Piercy. Yeah. One and boy. Let's keep it up. Let's have, let's have another one uh, on uh the first against Omaha. Get, get that get that fight you really wanted. Yeah, and I know, you know, like I said, it's it's just the whole thing is just interesting to me. You know, I think about Koshis and his buddy out there. Koshis getting cheap shot at. I, you know, I've seeing, heard I heard your friends off the ice and once you once you strap on those skates, it's every man for themselves. You know, something something about Christian that I had not seen before. I've always seen him be a high-energy guy, 
But, man, when he was motivated to get to the guy who had cheap-shotted him for the second time, I don't think I want to mess with that kid. Oh, definitely not. I mean, one, one, it looked like he just got some wires crossed, and, and I think that's where his uh, misconduct came from. Oh, I, I think he got it for abusive officials. That's what and, it says. And, it's, and talking to Coach after the game, it sounds like you know the ref tried to stop him, and he moved. I'm going to use moved in quotation marks. The ref and well, everybody knows you can't touch an official. So are you talking? Are you talking ref? Or are you talking? Line, I'm talking linesman. Linesman. Because I know that the person who eventually restrained Christian was the orange stripe guy, and if the orange stripe guy has to get involved, whether he wants to or not, I suppose that's just an automatic. Of course, I saw him. I thought I thought the game was fairly well officiated on Friday night. There was a couple times like. Um, Mastro got a tripping penalty, a roughing penalty in the first period. Ref was standing right in front of my box, looking into the corner. He looked back in time to see the guy laying on the ice. He never. There is no way he saw what really happened because Mastro and the kid just got their feet tangled. Yeah. There was no penalty there, and Mastro came to the box for two minutes for roughing. And Joey got a knee penalty that was a phantom knee. Yeah, and, it's yeah. I don't know. There's something like 135 orange stripe refs in the USHL, and there's not there's not 135. And we've seen the, we've seen the same six night. all year long, right? And so, there, in my mind, there probably is no need to have one ref at every single game, unless it's financial, which I suppose is. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a lot of the cases. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how much these guys get paid a game, but yeah, nor do I. It's more than we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so seven to one Friday night. Uh, another gift. I. You know, it's just, you go check out the standings in the Western Conference after every single day that there are games, and it's like you float back and forth between second and fifth place. So the Stars beat Sioux Falls on Friday night. At the same time, Tri-City beats Sioux City. Omaha got thumped by Des Moines, and Lincoln goes from fifth place to second place. And then they go up and they lose 5-2. to two. Uh, You know, completely different game up there that night. Uh, God, what was his name? Ba that the goalie that was in town from Bismarck, the, uh, the emergency goalie, Ben Barons. So Ben Barons makes his first ever USHL start. Uh, fares fares pretty well as well. He ends up giving up five goals, but forty shots. So they got twice as many shots on goal on Saturday night than they had on on Friday night. So um, he he looked decent as well. He made some fantastic saves as well, but you you see that many shots on goal, and there's going to be some that go in. And we mentioned uh, the first uh, Carter Shade got his first of the year finally. He's somebody else that's just amazing to me. I I'm worried about Carter. I'm not sure what's going on. I didn't really hear. Coaches. I, I didn't I catch. Some, I, I'll be honest. I did not catch any of this game. I just you know saw the final score. He disappeared partially partway through the second period never came back and you know he just came back from an upper body injury he's only been back three four five games and uh it seems like maybe another upper body injury i don't know that it's i don't think it's a i think recurrence. that's what rock was saying was it was a ubi on on the post game show so yeah i don't think it's a recurrence of of the previous one so i don't know i in my opinion with all of the lava was back out there the other night so that was good to see. So hopefully this 10 days off or so the team's going to get, um, see what kind of present Santa Claus brings them, and hopefully health is among among some of the gifts that Santa yeah. Claus brings them and puts under the tree. Definitely, for sure. Uh, Drip and Drek got our other goal of the night. Uh, some little podcast karma there, you know, coming on the show the other day. And I've kind of noticed that, by the way, that we talked at the first week that Mastro – 
I don't know, pulled a groin or something like that after he was on, and we were worried about whether that was bad juju that they were on here. And then I think every single week since then, every single one of our guests has scored goals. Yeah. Uh, Daltz has gone on a heater since being on the show, so it can't be all bad coming on this program. Heck no. Heck no. So line up, boys. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're not going to have a player on, on this week's show. Uh, we're going to be joined by a former star, uh, Dominic Sacco, later on in the program. So, uh, since the boys are out there at home enjoying their, their Christmas break, we're going to give them a rest from, from being on the show this week. A well-deserved rest bit to, you know, just work out some kinks, get some, get some R&R. Yeah, I mean, even the fact that they did not get to go home last year at all, uh, it's going to be kind of refreshing to just kind of get, get out of Lincoln, get out of town. I know, you know, it's, for us it's good to get out of town and just kind of relax and kind of reset, basically. They left from a variety of places, too. Some of them came back here. Some of them left directly from Sioux Falls. Um, I just, some of them, you know, they're scattering used back, and I think, in Japan after being in Latvia, or not Latvia, Estonia. Estonia. Um, but we got, I just hope everybody gets back. Yeah, definitely. So, especially Emberko uh, coming back from, uh, from World Juniors. So, I don't even, when's he due back? That's not till like, first, second week in January, right? Something like that. So, so I don't know I mean, how many more games he's going to miss. I, I will tell you this. For those of you that stuck around, season ticket holders that stuck around for the post, for the season ticket holder Christmas party after the game last Friday night, uh, Whitey was moving around pretty well. Way yeah, better than he was the week before. Yeah. So I think he may or may not have, on or off the record, told us that he was feeling pretty good and was back out on the ice. So I would, I would make a look. I would maybe look for him to – to make his triumphant return. Yeah, this, this break's going to definitely help him out with the uh, physical therapy, getting back out on the ice. And, uh, I mean, Bakes didn't look too bad. So, I mean, I'm, I'm quite confident with uh, with what we have in net. Um, hopefully uh, we don't need the e goalie coming back anymore. But uh, if we do, I mean, he didn't look too – they didn't they didn't look too bad. And uh, if we can just step up and play D like we know we can and we proved on Friday – it should be pretty darn easy. You know, there was a couple other new pieces in Max Scott who came up here. I've been impressed by him. I have too. He's a high energy, high, you know, he didn't hit the, I don't think he hit the score sheet yet, but he, he's a noticeable guy out there. He's a high energy guy. He throws himself around. Uh, there was another guy who. Dylan was, Bentley uh, coming Dylan in. Bentley. He's a big kid. He is. He's also an overager. I think he plays for the New Mexico Ice Wolves right now. He was, I think, just noticeable for his size out there the other day and his willingness to, to put his body on people. 6'4", 194 pounds, big yeah, boy. He was in the box with me a couple times on Friday night and uh, serving, I think he maybe served some of Christian's or Joey's. No, it wasn't Joey. Joey was. Yeah, he probably was Joey's because Joey was was uh, with five minutes left to get fifteen minutes worth of penalties. Yeah. They send you, they get, they tell you to go ahead and go take a shower. So yeah, definitely. So, but I think they're uh, both both of them showed that if we need if we need call ups or if we need people, you know, we got Declan, we have Keaton, we have Dylan, we have Max, we have all sorts of guys who have come in here, gotten their feet wet a little bit, and are going to need them are going to be available and have some experience as we need them. Now, now, now I got a question. I don't know if you know the official ruling for this or not. I've noticed uh, that a, a player will get sent off the ice, get maybe get a 10-minute, like a 5-10 and 10 with Joey. Are they required to stay in the locker room? Officially, I believe the answer to that question is yes. Okay. So I, don't I, tell I, stories about sitting in the tunnel watching the game. I've no, noticed people. I'm not saying any any teams, but I noticed that people come back. I mean, it's it's been for both teams. I've noticed people come back and just kind of 
I mean, obviously, if there's five minutes left in the game and not, they just want to see what happens at the end of the game, I mean, there's no shot. They would not open the door and get back on the ice or anything like that. But I just didn't know if they had to stay in the locker room. or. Yeah, I, I could be way off. I don't really have any clue on that. But I know that in being an off-ice official and, and working – tournament youth tournaments generally if you're ejected from the game if you're thrown out of the game so maybe the 10 and the 5 and 10 isn't the same as if you get a game ejection yeah so if you get a game i don't think you're welcome back there but if you're getting a 5 and a 10 and there's less than 15 minutes left to go in the game i don't know i've noticed it with both both you know home teams visiting teams and not just here i've noticed it in other arenas too where they'll just go and kind of peek around the corner and Keep tabs on what's going on. And they need to put some street clothes on and go hang out up in Double A or up in the up in the maybe North we just need someplace. TVs down in the locker room with the you know simulcast of games. So. That could be. Hey, speaking of, I don't know if those of you that have been to the building or not, but the other night seemed like Corey was having an op- open house between periods at the new training room at the back end of the building. I don't think it's one hundred percent done, but seems like they're moved in back there. It so looks pretty nice from what, I, from what I've seen. I haven't gone in it yet, but it looks pretty nice, and it's definitely a big upgrade for what he's had. So. Yep, and that means they're going to have more room downstairs, some more player amenities, those types of things. So there's there's another Christmas present, B.A. Yeah. It'll be interesting Presents to see coming all around. It's going to be... be but I, I think this was more of a, a present from uh, Mr. Fernandez than well, that Santa, could be. so... That could be, but it's a present nonetheless. I know he's talked also about some of the presents he's going to bring forward to the fans at some forth. At some point. Yeah, so, I mean, I Speaking know. of gifts, Dominic Sacco was a fan favorite when oh, he was he here was back great. in, what, 2012, 2013, somewhere uh, 13, back in there? something like that. I don't know. It's, it was a while ago. Just showing our age because, you know, we've so, seen so many players come, in th- come through, and uh, he's definitely one of the memorable ones. I, I remember uh, the, the first time I met him, I was up at a training camp up in Minnesota when we had it at uh, – God, what's the name of the arena? Riddler Arena. That's you where say so. it's where the, the the Minnesota Golden Gophers women's teams plays. Right next, it's basically connected to Mariucci, where the uh, where the Gophers play. Uh, I don't know if he got a puck or a stick or something like that, but he got his nose busted open pretty good, and he's on the bench. And uh, the way that arena set up, there's a spot between the ben- two benches where photographers go. So I'm there, and I got this shot of him just with nose all swollen up, blood coming out of it. Then, like, two days later, I get an email. Hey, Mr. Anderson, blah, blah, I'm Dominic Sacco. I'm the player in this jersey. Can you send me this photo? I'm like, who the hell calls me Mr. Anderson? I'm not my daddy. <laughs> but so ever since then, you know, uh, that kind of started off, you know, my introduction to him. And uh, we've been friends, and we keep in touch. And I've been following his career, and uh, he's Jordan's favorite hockey player. So uh, why don't we get him on the phone and uh, listen, to, listen and uh, hear some stories from Dom. Our, our gift to the Stars fans. Uh, I don't know if it's much of a gift, but well, I, like I said, he, I know he was a, a fan favorite when he was here. So let's, yeah, let's let people check in with Dom. All right, sounds good. We'll be right back with Dominic Sacco. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out. All right, Stars fans, joining us on tonight's podcast. This kid played 161 USHL games. Uh, looks like about 112 of them with the United uh, with the Lincoln Stars. Uh, Dominic Sacco, man, Sacks, how's it going, man? Good, man. Good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. It's good to talk to an old friend again. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, talk talk about your time getting into the USHL. It looks like uh, you got drafted by the uh, the team up uh, up the road here in the black and orange. 
Yeah, so actually, I, I never got drafted um, until I played uh, two half seasons in the USHL, and then I got drafted by Lincoln. Um, I played for Omaha when I was 16. Uh, I just got a call randomly one day to come and play for the Lancers, and then, um, you know, uh, the second year I was there, I was let go, and then the following year, um, uh, Lincoln picked me up out of nowhere, didn't talk to... Uh, to uh, coach McGrody or anything and uh, you know went to Lincoln had a great two years and went off to college division three so that's how uh, that's how that went Dom when you talk about going D3 it seems to me I remember seeing a picture of you holding a natty trophy is that correct <laughs> yeah that's right uh, my sophomore year we won uh, we won nationals what's that like it was um, it was a blur to be honest with you I mean uh, you know as fans and hockey players you know you always dream about you know winning uh the highest uh achievement you can and where you're at and you know uh, when i talk about winning the national championship and people ask how it was like during the game or or how the tournament was all i can say is like it was, it was really a blur um it was just an exciting time and we had a great group um you know every year i was there but that year we just had a lot of firepower and uh pulled it out in double overtime in uh in Lake Placid in twenty eighteen, so it was a it was a pretty sweet time. That doesn't suck playing at Lake Placid either, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. It did, it doesn't look like the movies, but uh, you know, it was still pretty cool. You ended up going back pretty close to home to play college hockey, didn't you? Uh I played college hockey in uh right up the road of green bay wisconsin so it was uh it was it was actually pretty far pretty oh. far away why did i think you were in long island did you, <laughs> did you originally commit to go play there or something i don't i guess i don't know why i have that in my head but for whatever reason i had no. playing in playing college at back in new york somewhere no uh, liu became a division one team i think my junior year i think it was 2019 i think if uh i'm probably getting that wrong but uh, they came. They came after uh, close to when I was done with college. But yeah, they came. They came later. I think. I think Gene, you might be thinking when he uh, left Muskegon, uh, went back to play with the Junior Aviators, the hometown club. For that a while. could be. That and, could be. And just dominated yeah. that league with uh, 15 games, <laughs> 25 goals, 24 assists. Uh, no competition there, eh? I. It was a really good team, actually. You know, I. I at that point when I got cut by Muskegon. Um, I really didn't. I didn't think that uh, college was still an option. To be honest, at that point, I played. Uh, you know, I played a lot of games in the USHL, and at that point, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm just gonna go back and play with all my buddies from back home, and um, I kind of found my love for hockey again. Just you know, playing with kids I grew up with in a in a good environment, and after that, I, you know, the idea of D three um, came into the scenario, and uh, School Saint, a school named Saint Norbert came in, and um, you know I was hooked from there. Sex, talk about. I think that they've fixed this a little bit, but I don't know that people really understand 
the rigors, the the problems, the the course that needs to be navigated when you come here, especially at 16 years old when you start playing juniors, just the academic side of things. You know, for example, I remember up until I think the year before last, every Lincoln Star that was a high school kid went, to, I think, the Lincoln Southeast High School or over to Pius. As of last year, they all started going to the Nebraska Online High School. But you you had to actually navigate school and trying to make sure you had credits and on all that just talk about the rigors that that go along with being a high school student playing in the ushl yeah you know it was um when i was 16 when i played uh for the uh for the lancers 16 17 i was still in high school uh i went to miller north high school and um you know my schooling situation was tough um when i got called up to the lancers i got called um you know into the new year. So uh, January, um, uh, oh, geez, how long? 2012. And, um, when I left, I lost all my credits from Brooklyn, the high school I was in in Brooklyn. So I was already, you know, almost a, a half to, you know, three fourths of a year behind credit wise. So it was tough, uh, first going to high school and then navigating, you know, being, you know, a high school student and play junior hockey at the same time. So it was definitely really, really tough. But I mean, um, you know, a lot of kids were able to do it. They, they found a way, but yeah, it was really tough. What's it like coming from, uh, uh from Brooklyn and out here in the Midwest where there's like nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's cliche, but you know, it's, you, you really, you really don't understand how different of world they are until you actually experience it. I mean, uh, I didn't get a license until, geez, I was 22 years old. And, you know, kids out in, in Nebraska are driving at like 15 to school. And that was like mind blowing to me. <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to like go to the store, like in Brooklyn here, I walk around the corner, like three minute walk to get a sandwich. And, you know, in Nebraska, you got to drive like 10 minutes to go get something. But, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of, you know, I don't want to say, can't say cultural differences, but it's, it's just a, it was just a new world to me. And it was, it was, it was cool. I mean, uh, getting, getting to experience that at a young age and then, um, seeing where hockey took me later on in life, it, it helped me prepare for being in those different settings. So it was definitely a, definitely a, a cool new experience every time. I know one of your biggest complaints here when you were in Lincoln, there was, there was no good deli anywhere here. Oh God! Yeah, you can't can't get a good sandwich anywhere. No offense, Lincoln, but uh, but yeah, it was the the pizza was another one. I couldn't find good pizza. That sucked. It hasn't changed. It's still the same crappy <laughs> pizza and crappy Subway yeah. for sandwiches. Oh God! So, what were your favorite parts about being here? Raising canes. Oh, all right. So no, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I, I I was very fortunate enough to. Um, I have a great village family with the Johnsons, uh, uh, Patty, Joe, Evan, and Liz. Um, they really became, a, you know, another family to me, bringing me in. So um, I, I had a great time with my Billet family, with my roommates that I had, with uh, with Connor Franny, James LaDuce, Brandon Smith. You know, um, I felt like I got, I got really lucky with the environment that was given to me. Um, when I came to Lincoln, even through, uh, my, my first, my first year in Lincoln, was, uh, was, uh, tough for the first three, four months. And, uh, 
you know, being in a, an environment like that, a very loving family environment really kept me grounded and kept me sane really. So, you know, it was a, it was really nice. Was your first season Jimmy's last season? Uh, yes. Yes. That reason, was a, it was the same season. The reason I asked that is I think that, uh, I got introduced to you at your billet house right after you moved in, because that was our first year of billeting as well. Um, speaking of Connor Franti, I don't know if I ever told you this BA, but he about killed me in the penalty box one night. What I mean by that, if you remember back then there was no glass on the penalty box doors and what was Connor Dom like six, seven, something like that. Six, four, six, seven. I think he was six, seven. Yeah. So he has a penalty expire and I reached down to open the door to let him out and he jumps the board and his skate literally was probably within a half an inch of going across my face and after seeing what happened to Dashiell Oliver the other night during the game I don't think that I probably would have imp- uh, liked anybody's skate let alone Connor's skate going across so my we've face. we've both been about big skates too yeah, we yeah. both have been about killed in the penalty boss because I got nailed by Mike McKee and he ain't no joke either yeah <laughs> I, I remember a story with with Franny uh it was it was up in training camp up there in Minnesota and uh Connor was definitely guaranteed to make the team. I think this is, was your second year, Sachs, and uh, so he went after some sixteen-year-old kid, and the kid's like twenty-one-year or twenty-year-olds going after me. I don't think so. This ain't my league, and just kind of left camp. <laughs> that sounds <about> right. <laughs> definitely, de- definitely did not have what it t- took to make the, the stars team. There, there were probably twenty-year-olds well, that would have done that with Franti. Yeah, I mean, well, Franti would have did that to me at sixteen years old. I would have done the same thing. But yeah, this league is. Maybe I'll wait another couple of years. For I, I don't know, Sax. I got I got a photo of you going up against uh, some guy from uh, Youngstown, which is he was twice your size and looks like he held in pretty well. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was one of your two I, fights the entire time here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I try to stay away from that, from getting my lunch fed to me. So, do you still follow the stars? Um, not so much, really. I think I I keep in touch with. Uh, uh, my billet family more here and there. Um, uh, I don't really follow too much. I keep up with, you know, the score sometime I'll see it on online, but, um, you know, there's just so much turnover since I've been there. It's, uh, it, it feels like a different team. I think besides me and Corey, we're the only ones left since you were here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, Corey actually my senior year before COVID shut everything down, Corey, uh, he sent me a picture. I was in, you know, Spanish class or whatever class I was in. And it was a picture of me in our rink, uh, randomly, you know, Corey, what, where the hell are you right now? He goes, Oh, I'm, I'm in De Pere right now. So the stars, when they played the gamblers, uh, they had to practice at our, our home college rink. So, and I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see him because I still had class. I couldn't skip it, but that was the last time I really, uh, spoke to Corey. He looks, I miss Corey a lot, man. He was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I can see, I can see on Facebook pictures uh, his hair is getting grayer for sure, but yeah, I miss that guy. That happens when we get old. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, looks like uh, you didn't you didn't play anything last year. You had something lined up with uh, what was it, the Swamp Rabbits? Is that correct? Then the, um, the whole COVID I, thing kind of kind of canned everything for us. Yeah, so my senior year, uh, we lost in the league championship, and um, right after that. Uh, I started talking to um, the head coach of the Swamp Rabbits, and um, they flew me down 
um, to get a couple of games in before I uh, went back to college. And when I was down there, like a couple hours before the first game, uh, COVID shut everything down. So I didn't get a chance to, to get in any games or anything like that. And after that, it was just, uh, it was, it was tough trying to find spots in hockey. So I took the year off and then, you know, back here I came. So, uh, so how, how did you get lined up with the Stingrays this year then? I mean, 19 games, uh, three goals, five assists. Doesn't sound like you're not doing too bad out there. Yeah, you get lucky sometimes, but um, I, I, I initially um, decided I wasn't going to play hockey anymore uh, this summer, uh, actually. Um, but you know, I start, I start, I got a job in uh, in Connecticut. Uh, I started working. Uh, I was kind of thinking of putting hockey behind me and um, coaching Fayetteville, uh, North Carolina, a team in the Southern Pro League. He, you know, convinced me I was giving another try and play one more year, you know, got a little tread left on the tires. So, um, you know, he convinced me and I went to, uh, North Carolina for training camp this year and I was there for about a day. And then, uh, my coach, my current coach, uh, Ryan Blair gave me a call and said, you know, like to have you for training camp and, uh, you know, made the team out of training camp and I'm still there now. So it was kind of a kind of a weird uh, a weird path to it, but uh, you know here we are now. Sax, when you were in Lincoln, did you was Patrick Polino on any of those teams? Patty Polino, yeah, he was there my second year. Gotcha. So were you together in Greenville too? Because I know he had a he almost had a drink of water with the Swamp Rabbits too, but then Corona ended that for him as well. Uh I, I don't think we were there. Yeah, we weren't there at the same time. I did see he was there briefly, but I couldn't tell you when. And do you know what a swamp rabbit is? If it's a real thing or if it's fictional? I, I do not, to be honest. I, I did not either until my now freshman in high school kid jumped up and said, Swamp Rabbit, oh yeah, that's what attacked President Carter back in the day. And I was thinking, oh, you're so full of it. But nope, <laughs> President Carter was apparently hanging out in the swamp and a Swamp Rabbit got up and grabbed him by the face or something. So the oh, Swamp geez. Rabbits are a real thing. Okay, can confirm it's a real thing. Can confirm, yep. At least according <laughs> to Wikipedia, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's got it's, it's to be true. It's on Wikipedia. Yeah. What's your favorite memory of being in Lincoln, other than other than Joe and Patty and Evan and uh, the people you lived with over there? Um, I think it was just you know the environment. Um, you know, we had there was a great booster club. You know, when I played there, and it was such a sick environment to play in. You know, every weekend, you know, we would we would get a lot of games where the barn was sold out, and you had the light show, and especially my first year where our team was just tough as nails and it was just it was it was really cool to be a part of and um you know i, I can't just pick one thing it was the you know the, the people the people were definitely awesome and um it kind of made it the experience even through the tough times because when i played for lincoln uh, uh the second year was a tough year but it was still a really good experience so i, I don't think i can pick just one thing i certainly remember you that you were a fan favorite I don't know if Brandon ever told you this story, but the game, I think, after you left here. Worst trade in hockey, by the way. Worst trade in hockey. I think that uh, lots and lots of Stars fans would agree with that. But uh, the person who took your jersey over, 
buried a goal in literally the first game after you left, and Craig Estadillo screamed at the top of his lungs, Goal, Dominic Sacco. Oh, and everybody gosh. looked at him like, uh, <laughs> Craig, maybe you ought to read the transactions, my friend. And he was hot, but it was hilarious. The rest of us were, we still occasionally give him crap about that. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I didn't hear about that. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah, and uh, by the way, Jordan's going to be mad at you that you didn't say she was your favorite part here, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she, she still has. She was, she was a baby baby when I was yeah, there. Now she's yeah. eight, how old, eight years old now? Eight years old. She, has, she still oh has the photo God. of you and her from a uh, photo with the star hanging up on her wall. So you're still her all-time <laughs> favorite. Awesome. You're still her all-time favorite Good. hockey player. Good. Better stay that way. All right, uh, Dom, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, I want to thank you for jumping on with us tonight and uh, sharing some stories here at Lincoln. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, guys. Sorry, and you know, I'm not the, the greatest interview interviewee, but, you know, it was, it's great to catch up with uh, with you guys, and, you know, well, hopefully we'll chat soon. Yeah, definitely. We're just some jokers on a microphone anyway, so no it's, it's all good. Hey, Dom, just know you're always welcome back in Lincoln. I know that uh, the Stars fans would love to see you, so if you ever get a chance to venture back this way, please do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Once again, we want to thank Dominic Sack for joining the program. Uh, it's good to hear from former stars. I mean, we've only had one other former player on the program. So, so far, we're still in our infancy, though. Yeah, we're only, what, 10 shows into this deal. So plenty of time to catch up with some of the some of the former players. If there's any former player you want to hear from, uh, shoot, us a, shoot us a tweet or something like that, and we'll see what we can do. Hey, speaking of something weird... I was thinking on my way over here at some point, maybe we need to post one of our phone numbers, let people know that we generally have been recording at 7 o'clock on Monday nights the last couple of weeks just because of conflict. It's been Tuesday nights, but thought maybe we ought to put one of our phone numbers out and offer people a chance to call in, start hosting some live, live guests and having a call-in show. Next thing you know, we'll be live on location and getting sponsors and whatnot. Oh, big time in now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, I know we just talked to Dom, but I know I, I have heard a rumor that we're gonna have a special a special guest caller here later, somebody who's getting ready to Someone's gonna have a busy night. Coming up. Should probably be getting rested up for, for the big night, but I I've heard a rumor, I've gotten a couple texts that a that a mystery caller is gonna be joining us here after a while. Sounds good. So uh let's just jump into uh or previewing the games coming up. Oh, well, that's right. We don't have any. Yep. So, uh, stars on Christmas break. We don't play again until what, the first? No, we play on New Year's Eve at Tri City. Then we come back here and play on New Year's Day against the Lancers. First game, first home game of the season against the Lancers. So, it's not like we're. I hope the boys are getting plenty rested up because it's going to be a tough battle when they get back coming, yeah, you know. Taking on Tri City, the top team in the West, and uh, Omaha's no joke either. They they've been rolling of late. It's interesting to me, BA, that I sit here and try to tell myself that we've gotten to where we are in the standing because we played Sioux Falls a lot, we've played Fargo a lot, the teams that are at the bottom of the league. However, we've struggled with Fargo. I think we're what two and four against Fargo, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, we definitely struggled against them. We, I think, with the loss the other day against Sioux Falls, we dropped to one and four against them. But we're four and zero oh against Sioux City. You know, it's it's just so, been interesting the way the season goes. You think about last weekend, we win, we beat Sioux Falls on Friday night. 
we're in second place in the standings. We go up to Sioux Falls on Saturday night and we lose, and we're fourth place yeah, in the standings. It's just how tight that West Division is. It's it's a little bit easier playing out East, but uh, I'd rather have the tougher tougher competition we have out here in the West. Although you say it's 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 tougher playing here than in the East, yet I've seen all sorts of playoff projections already, and there's a lot of people that have Chicago winning it all again. Now I get that they're tough, but. I don't know. I think I, I personally think Chicago's the best team in the league right now. They're that I don't know what's in the water there in Chicago, but they they're definitely drinking it. So we come back this next weekend and we have Tri City, Omaha, Sioux City, the first three games out of the shoot. So all three all four of the teams at the top of the top of the heap in the West are facing off with each other. Then we got again back to back games against Sioux Falls. So I don't know if, if we're gonna play them like twenty eight times this year or what. There's always one team where we see when we play them every other weekend. Yeah. So there's going to be plenty of opportunities to move around in the stand standings. Hey, as long as we can hold on to one of those top four seeds and have home ice in the first round or maybe even the first and second round of the playoffs, that would be great. Oh, definitely. And uh, I don't know. I We still don't know if they're taking four teams or six teams in this playoff race. Uh, as long as we're fourth, it doesn't matter how many – or fourth or better, it doesn't matter how many they're taking. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it, and it's going to be interesting to see how things evolve because I just read before I came over here tonight that the NHL has basically pulled its players out of the Olympics. Uh, as everybody maybe has heard, they've shut down operations early. This this uh, they canceled games this week because yeah, so of, everything through the Christmas break right now has been yeah. postponed, and so they've they've already canceled like fifty games, something like that, and so they're saying no Olympics in February because we can't afford we're not going to be able to get a full season in if we let players go play in the Plus, Olympics. I, and, even if they were sending NHL players to the Olympics, I don't know if I'd want to go solely on the base that if you catch it, you're going to be in a Chinese hotel room for a month, and. Losing, losing pay because you're not getting paid for those games you're missing. And I texted back and forth. So Zach Bryce is playing in the BC this year. He just finally got back on the ice last weekend after missing several weeks because of a concussion. And I texted with him today and I said, do you get home? And he was like, barely. He said, I would not suggest anybody trying to get over the border at this point because he says it's an absolute it's oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine what it's like to get across the border right now. So I wonder if, if people like Usado. I texted with him a little bit. You know, he won a bronze with Japan in. I don't remember if it was Division Two or Division Three. Their version of the of the WJC. It was the U uh, twenty World Championships or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, and he was in Estonia. I think he. I don't know. They didn't. Japan ended up winning a, a bronze medal. He won Player of the Game. Thought he was an assistant captain on that team too. Yep. He won. He won a bronze medal. Uh, he was Player of the Game. One game scored a couple goals against I think France. So, stars representing well overseas right now. I just hope that they can get back. You know, I hope Emberko when he goes up to Canada to play, they don't shut the bur- and I hope Hopefully, he'll be able to come back. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. And the craziest thing is. Uh, we just canceled our mask mandate, so that expires on Thursday. So <laughs> made zero sense to me, but you know, I'll let the politicians be politicians because none none of it make. I've get I've given up on trying to make sense. Yeah, out it's of the, it's out all of above my pay grade, and uh, as we all know, common sense kind of goes out the door when you talk about this stuff. Above your pay grade or below your pay grade? I'm not Something. really sure which one it is. I don't know. So uh, I don't know that phone of yours ringing yet. We got that uh, special caller. Oh, it looks like it. So. Holy 
holy cow, Stars fans, boys, girls, kids of all ages. Santa Claus is joining us. Santa, how are you tonight? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to the Lincoln Stars team and fans in Lincoln, Nebraska. How are you guys doing tonight? We are fantastic, Santa. I can't, I, I'm just shocked. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about Christmas coming up and, and uh, some of the things that we're hoping Santa was going to bring the Lincoln Stars. Uh, what do you have in mind for us, Santa? Well, you know, you know, Santa doesn't play hockey, but I know a little bit about ice. Uh, <laughs> and right, right now, uh, I've been working on my sleigh because it's it's got a broken runner and I'm trying to fix it. And so one of the first things I want to give the Lincoln Stars, I want to shout out to the Zamboni riders and workers and make sure that they have no mechanical failures for the rest of the season. I think they'll appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. I know that uh, Nate and Tanner and the whole group back there, I think they're tired of fixing mechanical breakdown. So we'll try to we'll try to keep that present wrapped up under the tree for them to open. But I know that they'll appreciate that. Hey, Santa, well, I, a couple of weeks ago, we had a teddy bear toss here at the ice oh. box. And we had a challenge by uh, Jared Haas, who lives in one end. Uh, what do you think about those teddy bears? You know, I want to thank all of the fans for bringing those teddy bears. What a wonderful thing. I know that right now there are many young children that are going to be happy, happy, happy on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because they have those teddy bears. Oh, 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 you guys are good. The best fans ever. Wow. Hey, and Gene, B.A., you know what? Even though Santa doesn't play hockey, my elves play hockey. And I watch them. I don't play, but I watch them and I provide them the treats. So, I always root them on for a victory, so I want to give the Lincoln Star hockey team, I want to give them 25 wins for the rest of the season, maybe even 39 wins for the rest of the season. Can we do it, boys? That would be fantastic. 25 wins would mean, what, 25 and 14 the rest of the way, Brandon? I'll I'll take it. That should get us a playoff spot. 39 would probably push us up towards uh, the top of the Western Conference. That'd be fantastic. Well, let's go for the playoffs. Ho, 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 ho. So, Santa, I want to ask you, since you don't play hockey, do you understand that, you know, every now and then the boys on the ice – they might end up on that naughty list and get a two-minute penalty in the, in the penalty box. You're not going to hold that against them this year, are you? Oh, you know, no. No, Gene and B.A., I'm not going to hold them against it because, you know, I watch those boys 24 hours a day, and I know that they do a lot of good things. And so just a couple of minutes during a game, eh, I'll let that one go. That's just fine. Ho, 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 that's part of the fun. Hey, Santa. Uh, we've heard a lot of conversations from head coach Rocky Russo over the last few weeks getting ready for Christmas about the things that you like. Do you like milk and cookies? Do you like pepperoni and cheese? Is it that the, the pepperoni coach and wine? Oh, cheese pepperoni and wine. and wine and cheese. And what what are your favorite <laughs> gifts, uh, you know, treats to receive when you're delivering presents to the little kids' houses? Well, you know, I like nothing better than a German chocolate cake. Ooh. You know, 
buddy. Ho, ho, ho. Who makes a German chocolate cake? Ho, ho. Yeah. I bet you oh. like it gluten-free, too, don't you? Love it, gluten-free. You know, Santa has to watch his weight and diet because if I'm not careful, I get too many calories and too many glutens in me, and away we go. Oh, any food is good for me, and I tell you what, I make a point to eat as much as I can because you know what? It takes a lot of energy to fly my old sleigh all around the world and deliver those gifts. And I right now I have a giant bag full of hockey pucks and hockey sticks that are going to go to lots and lots of young hockey players that who, who want to become Lincoln stars, hockey players. Oh, 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 Oh yeah. Hey Santa, one more thing before we let you go and get in bed. So you're, so you're ready to go here the night after next, uh, as you already know, Brandon has a daughter, Jordan, who I think is eight years old. Do you have any special words of wisdom for Jordan before we let you go? Jordan, first of all, congratulations for being eight years old. Santa was eight once upon a time, but <laughs> that was a long time ago. And I know that you have been a great daughter and you've done good deeds for your dad on a regular basis. Jordan, whisper in your dad's ear what you want for Christmas and, uh, and he'll relay it to me and we'll see what we can do to get her done. Right on. Sounds Thank like you, a plan. Thank you, Santa. Hey, Santa, you better you better go get some bed, go get in bed and have Mrs. Santa Claus uh, tuck you in so that you guys are all ready to make that travel, that traverse around the globe in a couple days. Well, ho, 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 and Merry Christmas to all of the Lincoln Stars players, teams, officials, everybody. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Thank you, Santa. Good See night. you later. See ya. Well, Gene, I think that that should just end the show right there. I mean, you can't go wrong with ending on the, with the big guy. Santa Claus is coming to town, so I think you're right, B.A. That's probably a good place to call her quits with a wish to Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy whatever, whatever you celebrate this coming week. Make it a good one with, with your family. Definitely. And I want to let everybody know, since there's no games uh, until after the first of the year, we won't be back until after the first of the year. We're going to take some time off. Enjoy the holidays with our family, and uh, we wish everybody a happy holidays out there. Hey.